What's going on, everybody? My name is Anthony. I'm here joined by, you know, this guy, Chris. Um, We're starting something new, a weekly podcast. We're going to be talking about the Knicks throughout the week. And we're going to bring in um, a guest that who has been on the live streams as well later on in the podcast. Um, He goes by the name Ramon. I'm sure you guys know him from my live streams. Um, He's going to be talking Lakers and we're just going to be talking to NBA as long as as well as the New York Knicks. But right now it's just me and Chris and Chris, what's going on, man? Um, not much, not much. Feeling good, you know. Happy to be here. Uh, missed you guys. <laughs> missed you, <laughs> Miss you too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be talking some Knicks and and NBA. Yes, sir. So I guess we can get right into it. Um, this week the New York Knicks obviously had two big wins on their belt. They had a great game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, obviously, you know Donovan Mitchell came into the Garden and it was his first game back from his injury. Didn't really do much until that fourth quarter, though, Chris. And then um, Julius Randle in that game played amazing. And then you had Jalen Brunson. Hold on. Let me just pull up the stats here. Yeah, during this game, Evan Mobley on the Cleveland side, 12 points, 7 rebounds. I remember this game. The Knicks were getting killed by pick and roll for Jared Island. Jared Island was killing the Knicks um, in the pick and roll. They were missing Mitchell Robinson, obviously. But then you had, you know, a great game out of Randle. But then everyone else sort of contributed in their own way. Donovan Mitchell missed a open, uh, not an open, but, you know, the referees called the, in the last two-minute report, they thought he got fouled, quote-unquote, after the game. But, you know, they go in uh, the garden. Cleveland's a good team, and they win, Chris. Yeah, that was a that was a really big win for the Knicks there. Um, yeah. You know, Cavs are a good team. And, you know, that game was uh, one of the stronger games for our bench. You know, everybody was a a positive coming off the bench of that game and just everybody contributed in big ways and maybe the best uh game for iheart for us in a, yes. in a while yep. as far as um defense goes so you know shout out to iheart for that win there yeah isaiah hardenstein has been struggling as many of us knicks fans have noted over these i mean pretty much throughout the season right <laughs> and he came into this game and he pretty much was awesome I uh, hope the Knicks win. Got a big block there at the end, even though the rest said he got fouled, even though I don't think so. But, um, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, that was a great win. Then they went to Boston and had pretty much one of their best wins of the season. Um, Jay, with, with the helps of Jalen Brown, hit missing those two free throws at the end. Finally, some Knicks luck went our way. Brando in this game, 37 points. And Brunson was awesome as well. This game was on national televised, national TV. And Julius Randle balled out, and Jalen Brunson was balling out. R.J. Barrett had a big corner shot. Even though throughout this game, Chris, R.J. Barrett wasn't playing well, but um, no. really made up for it with that corner three. And um, towards the end of the game, you actually had a couple of missed threes by Quentin Grimes, and I, uh, we can get to it. That's That's been a trend here. Um, you know, teams are kind of leaving Grimes open, daring him to shoot it. He's hit those clutch shots before, but in this game he missed a couple, but the Knicks – Came out on top in this game, and this was a great win, one of the best wins of the season, in my opinion, along with the Denver win. So, I mean, what stood out to you in this game, Chris? Uh, I want to say Julius Randle. I mean, yeah. he, he took it upon himself to just play out of his mind, and you could tell this was one of Randle's, you know, all-star starters were just announced before this game, and Randle went out there, and he was like, hey, you know, I'm an all-star too. Here it is. Boom. Him and Jalen Brunson. So I think this was the game where they both kind of stamped their cards saying, hey, we should be all-stars. And hopefully one of them gets in. If both gets in, that'll be great. 
But um, yeah, I mean, the Quentin Grimes uh, threes have been standing out to me recently. I try not to panic too much on it. Really, he's he's a good shooter. We know he's a good shooter. But one thing that's kind of, at least what I've been seeing is maybe he plays a bit too fast, you know? He'll be wide open and he'll rush a quick shot like if he was going to get a contest, you know? Maybe if he just stopped for a minute, set his foot. But um, that's that's kind of something that did stand out to me as far as Quentin Grimes. Yeah. He has been, obviously we know Quentin Grimes is, you know, a good player on the cusp of maybe solidifying himself as a good player in the NBA. Um, he's just lately, he's been on and off. He hasn't really had a big scoring game lately. He's maybe, like you said, he's playing too fast. Um, rushing it a little bit just needs to look. He's still young. He just needs to calm down. And those shots are going to be there. Teams are giving it to him and he's just not making them at the moment. Not saying Grimes. We, I mean, we've seen Grimes make those shots. Um, two weeks ago, Grimes was, he made a clutch three in the end of the game in Madison square garden. So it's not like Grimes can't do it, but, you know, great win out in Boston. Uh, Randall, everyone was on cloud nine after that win. National media was talking great about the Knicks. Like you said, the NBA All-Stars were, NBA All-Star starters were announced. Obviously, Joel Embiid out of Philadelphia was kept out of the starting lineup, which was kind of controversial. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, riding a two-game winning streak, two great wins, Chris, and then the Knicks go to Brooklyn. Where we're like, all right, we need to beat the Brooklyn Nets because the Nets have won, what is it, eight times in a row prior to the game, coming into the game against the New York Knicks. And that happens. Um, they go into Brooklyn, pretty much lay an egg from start to finish, came out flat. It's like every time we play the damn Brooklyn Nets, it's a SHIT show. I mean, it's like the Nets view it as their Super Bowl. And the Knicks are just taking the night off constantly. And the Nets own the Knicks, Chris. I mean, it's it, as painful as it is to speak it into existence. You know, the Nets right now are owning the Knicks. And the Knicks obviously lost this game 122 to 115. But, yeah, I mean, the, what, what stood out to you in this game? I mean, you know, it's just. <laughs> um, you summed it up pretty well. I mean, that's exactly how it, how it seemed. You know, it looks like the Knicks just came out and they were just like going through the motions pretty much. You know, the, the Nets got out to, uh, I mean, I, I won't say they got out to a hot start. They just kept hitting every damn shot. And most of their threes were pretty much wide open for the most part. They were just swinging the ball really well. Yeah, um, right. And it's tough for me to give them credit. But, you know, this was a game the Knicks should have won. I mean, considering we beat the Cavs, considering we beat Boston, you're playing the Nets without Ben Simmons, without Kevin Durant. I mean, that's not saying much I mean, without Ben Simmons, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's a name, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, know if, you know if the Knicks won, they'd be like, oh, we didn't have Ben Simmons yeah. or KD. But anyway, I you, you'd figure the Knicks would come out there with, with more, uh, you know, of a fight in them and – I don't know what it is about the Nets. It just seems like we lay an egg for the first three quarters, really the first three quarters and a half, and then all of a sudden we want to make it a game. We lose our chance to possibly take oh, a lead. Always, lane. right? You know, <laughs> yep, always. And then they pull away, you know? Yeah. So it sucks, but uh, hey, it could be worse, you know? A lot of uh, a lot of people out there didn't think the Knicks were going to get any wins starting this trip, so... yeah. You know, I'll take what we got so far. Yeah, like you said, in this game, the, the, 
the Nets couldn't miss at all, man. They were shoot. They shot fifty five percent from three, Chris. That is yeah. crazy. <laughs> and obviously, you had the heroics think... of Kyrie Irving at the end, which was yeah. What what can you say? I mean, when Kyrie has his head on straight and he's he's playing ball, forget it. I mean, I mean, I wanted him on the Knicks. You know, we we all know what Kyrie was capable of or is capable of. Yeah. He showed it. And, Even with uh, the shenanigans you know, that come along with him. Well, that's the thing. When he plays ball, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't stand Kyrie. With like, would you the, take him you know, now on I'm the not, Knicks? Hey, if he was if he was focused on playing ball. Yeah, I would take him on the Knicks. I mean, yeah. come on. He single-handedly willed the Nets. And if he wasn't playing, you know, we, we win that game. We come back and we win that game. But uh, Kyrie did Kyrie things. I think he dropped 21 in the, four, in the fourth quarter alone. Yep. And these weren't just wide-open shots, you know, standstill shots. No, these were tough, contested layups. Yeah. Threes from, like, basically half court. I mean, he put on a show for Brooklyn, that's for sure. <laughs> I gave him props. <laughs> yeah, and he, he said it after the game. He loves playing the Knicks, and he just loves beating us. And um, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the difference between a superstar and having a star. Um, Kyrie Irving is a superstar. It's what the Knicks have been, not in particular Kyrie Irving, but it's what the Knicks have been missing. Um, obviously, you have good players, great. I mean, you have stars in Randall and Brunson, but that right there is a difference between those two, Chris. I mean, you see... Yeah. Kyrie Irving can just take over a game at any point, and along with Kevin Durant, the Nets have two great players on the team, but still don't think they're going to make the finals. Yeah, so win against Cleveland, win against Boston, then lose against the Nets, and after this game, a lot of conversation was, especially from me, about what do you do with Quinta Grimes? You know how we're so, like, reactionary, because the New York <laughs> Knicks have somebody on the bench, and his, his name goes by the name of Emmanuel Quickly who's been playing awesome, Chris, rocks. I mean, he's been a rock for the Knicks, offensively and defensively. Emmanuel quickly is here, man. I mean, he's playing out of his mind this season. And it's a hard decision, man. Do you keep him on the bench or do you slide him in the lineup? Um, a lot of Knicks fans are saying bench RJ Barrett and put <laughs> Emmanuel quickly in there. <laughs> I don't, I think hey, the Knicks, I don't, th I don't see them doing that. <laughs> I don't see them doing it just simply because it's RJ and, and the investment in him, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they obviously believe in him. And, and so do I. You know, RJ, I think he's going to get better. He drives me insane. It's a love-hate. But you can't deny that quickly He's he's been amazing for us. I mean, the improvement he did defensively, and now he has that, you know, he's creating and he's able to hit that three-point shot now more consistently. It's just... You know, it, it makes you wonder, you know, what if you did plug in quickly for RJ or maybe send Grimes to the, the bench unit, come out, coming off as a six man, you know? Yeah. I think you don't lose too much there, obviously, defensively, and you gain some more offense while Grimes kind of gets back into a rhythm. Maybe he could take some more shots with the bench unit. Yeah. Um, I would I do it. I mean, it's it. Right now, it's the easy decision. Yeah, I would do it. But then again, it's like, what do you want in the long term? Do you want Quinta Grimes to be your starting shooting guard in the long term? Or do you want Emmanuel Quickly's role to just be a bench, you know, that six man off the bench? He's probably the front runner for six men of the year this season. But um, it's like, what do you want out of IQ? Um, a lot of Knicks fans are saying it's not more of who starts, but it's more of who finishes these games. So at the end of the game, Especially last game versus Brooklyn, Chris. Um, I think Thibodeau subbed out IQ there at the end. 
Um, he gets like antsy and loves to just sub people in and out, but I didn't agree with that. But I mean, you know, it's tough right now. The Knicks have a like a issue right now with Miles McBride, especially. He's a good defender, but he can't really put the ball in the basket. Teams are leaving him wide open, especially shooting the three. I think he's shooting like twenty five percent from three this season, Chris, which is not good. But they need to upgrade that position, in my opinion, and. You know, maybe if you upgrade that position, it really solidifies the bench with Emmanuel quickly and, you know, player X alongside of him coming in off the bench. But, you know, right now, would I do it? I I mean, it's weird because I don't want quickly to just be, you know, a bench player. Right. I feel like we have yeah. so we I feel like there's so much potential in quickly that we haven't seen yet with Grimes as well. But I feel like quickly is taking that step sooner than Grimes. Because, you know, Grimes has had a lot of injuries in, in his career that he's dealing with. So, but quickly has taken that step ahead of Grimes right now. And, you know, merit-based, right? I mean, Tom Thibodeau came into the season saying, you know, players are going to play well and they're going to play more. So, I mean, Grimes, I mean, let me pull up. Hold on. Let me put up Quinta, Quinta Grimes' stats over his last 10 games. I think you're on the money, though. I mean, it, it's. Kind of a tough decision, but at the same time, let's not forget Grimes. This is what year two, so you know, quick quickly is what year three year right three. now. Year three. So um, Grimes is one year behind him, and you know, I think it's. I mean, obviously, I think it's good problems to have for us. Um, but quickly has definitely solidified himself, and I mean, it could go either way, in my opinion. Yeah. So Grimes, I mean, Nets ten points, Celtics five points, Cavs ten points, Raptors eight points. Hawks, 10 points. Wizards, 14. So, I mean, his last big game was against Indiana. Um, granted, he's in there for, you know, obviously he could shoot the three, but he's shooting 35% over his last, don't, 35% from three this season. But, you know, he's in there for great defense. He's been playing great defense. Um, no knock on him about his defense. But um, it's just that, you know, Emmanuel quickly right now is playing well. And it's going to be interesting what the Knicks do. Trading deadline is coming up. So, um, would I make that switch? You know, I would, man, because I want to see more out of quickly, but it depends what the Knicks do during this trading deadline, Chris. I mean, if they acquire, like, let's say they acquire OG Ananobi from Toronto, right, and they slide him in the starting lineup, then you put Grimes alongside quickly in the bench unit. Maybe Grimes plays well with, with that unit. Um, you don't, You never know, but that is a need for the New York Knicks, a 3 and D guy, so, you know, Names have been in rumors. OG, Gary Trent, seems like he's staying in Toronto. Obviously, you have Eric Gordon. So, I mean, trading deadline is coming up, Chris, and I guess we can get in, get into it now. What would you like the New York Knicks to do this trading deadline? Do you want them to stay pat? Do you want them to keep their picks? Do you want them to acquire, you know, who's the guy that you would like them to acquire? I think the Knicks should stay packed and play camera. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Knicks definitely have to make a move here um, for all the reasons we basically just just put out there. I mean, the bench unit definitely needs, you know, a punch. And whether that's trading for somebody like an OG, I would love a Gary Trample, like you said, you know, he might not be moving after all. Um, or even a Grayson Allen, which has been floated out there as a possible trade target with, for uh a swap with a Cam Reddish. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's the type of player we need. There's no superstar out there right now that's disgruntled and wants to leave, um, at least to my knowledge. But, um, 
you know, I think that's the type of move the Knicks should make, in my opinion. It'll bolster the bench, whether that's Grimes going to the bench um, and somebody slotting in in his place that we acquire or vice versa. I think that's the route the Knicks have to go because right now it's just the starters and Emmanuel quickly, basically, off the bench. And that's all we're pretty much getting night in and night out. So it'll be nice to have another scoring thread that can kind of, you know, give some of these guys some rest and, um, you know, allow us to just play a better brand of ball. Yeah. Yeah, Knicks have a boatload of picks. Um, as we all know, as, as everyone knows in the league, um, you know, I just don't want the Knicks to go into this NBA draft. And somebody tweeted me this when I um, last week. They were like, you know what the Knicks are going to do? They own two first-round picks this year. They're going to trade back one of them, or maybe both of them, and they're going to trade back for another first-round pick and just keep kicking the can down the road like they, you know, like it, they, they've done that in the past. They've traded back in the NBA draft, and it's worked out for them. Obviously, they've drafted Grimes and, and quickly towards the end of the NBA draft. Not saying they can go to get a bad player at the end of the draft. They've gotten good players, but, you know, you're not going to draft two players this coming draft. They're not going to get playing time, Chris. I mean, it's either you have to open up some slots here, Obi Toppin, um, you know, what are you going to do with him? Obviously, you have his options coming up along with a menu quickly. I think it's easy for you to extend quickly. Obi Toppin is up in the air, man. I mean, right now he's not playing that much and, you know, he's not really getting the playing time that he deserves or he's not really being consistent. I mean, whether you want to blame that on the Knicks, Tom Thibodeau, the player, I mean, but, you know, he does come in, bring the Knicks energy, but it's going to be interesting what they do with Obi. Does Is he involved in a trade this coming up trade, this come, come this trade deadline or this summer, you know? I don't know, but yeah. yeah, I think I agree with you. I think the Knicks have to get a three and D guy. They have to get someone coming in off the bench. Maybe that, you know, maybe you keep IQ off the bench and maybe you, you know, play around with different lineups. If it's an OG, you know, Woj said you can get the Toronto Raptors can get as much as three first round picks for OG and an OB. I'm not doing that. No way. No, that's, that's <laughs> deep. That's no way. deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that at all. I mean, OG is a nice player. He's young, but three first-round picks, no. I mean, you didn't even like the two first-round picks for OG, right? No, I, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, I look at his stats. I know he plays really well defensively, um, and he was slotting perfectly with the Knicks. Um, he does seem to get hurt a bit, you know, yeah. which is why I'm hesitant offering two to three picks for him. You know, you don't want to give that up for somebody who's not going to be there. But, um, you know, He's basically what RJ. I, I keep saying this. He's basically what RJ would be if RJ defended at a at a you know good uh, high level. I guess um, their stats are pretty similar. But OG doesn't really. I know he can hit the three ball, but we need somebody who's like a knockdown three point shooter, in my opinion. You know, and that's where I lean to more towards a Gary Trent Jr. type. You know, somebody who's yeah. more a little bit more dynamic offensively. But then you got to say, you know, the Knicks really don't have an offensive issue. You know, the Knicks are still one of the better offensive teams. Um, yeah. And really, it's it's defense, you know. So it's uh, who can you slide in there other than a quickly or the Grimes, where basically if you don't have one of those two guys in your uh, on the floor, basically you start to suffer because, you know, either you get Miles McBride in there and he can't score, you know. and That's the thing. You put McBride in there and he's just yeah. – he can't. He can't score at all. I mean, they're giving him the open yeah. shot, and 
you know, I'm not saying OG is a good, like, I'm looking at his last, it's looking like the Raptors are getting ready to trade him because they played the Warriors. He only played 10 minutes and then they played the Blazers. I'm not sure if he got hurt in that Warriors game. Did he get hurt? Because he played no, no minutes in the Blazer game. So he's not happy in Toronto, but mm-hmm. he's definitely not worth three first round picks. Um, I would, I'll maybe give him one and protect it. I mean, but I don't know. Uh, I don't. Is that a player you target right now, or do you save your chips until the next guy comes available? I mean, I'm not saying OG is that guy because he's not. Um, he's just you know a nice player, a good piece to have on a championship team. Plays defense, can hit the three. He's shooting the three, 36 percent this year. He's scoring 17 points a game, playing 35 minutes a game, shooting. 45% from the field, almost averaging one block a game. Nice two steals a game. Nice player. Um, would would he help the Knicks? Yeah. But would they be willing to give them what they're asking for? You know, it's Masai Ujiri, man. And if Masai Ujiri is trading, you know, one of his young players, you know, the, the red alarm goes off. Like, what's wrong with this guy? Because Ujiri is a mastermind, Chris. And if he He's sees something that we play. don't, something's up, right? Yeah, yeah, and and, and OG would definitely help. Um, and I was just checking here, and he definitely did get hurt against the Warriors. Oh, okay. So that probably explains the ten minutes. Um, looks like a left wrist sprain. Um, price went down, bro. But yeah, like, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. He, he, you're trading for somebody who who gets injured often, and um, you know, would you want to give up two to three picks, which you know, which is most likely what they're you know. <laughs> the only way I demand. give up two picks is if. You include Evan Fournier in that deal. Then I would be like, okay, I'll give up the two picks because you get rid of the Fournier contract and it alleviates some cap space. But I would give them one pick along with OB and try to make the money work. Maybe you get a third team in there to satisfy their needs. But the only way I give up two is if you trade Fournier and because you got to make the money match somehow. So satisfy Toronto's needs. I think the price maybe goes down now, too, with the reports of him not being happy there, you know? Yeah. Because now we can go back and be like, hey. Who hey, leaked he that, right? Be there, you know? Yeah, who leaked that? It probably was o- uh, OG, you know? His yeah. camp. Probably like, hey, you know, they're asking for three first? What? Nah, I'm not happy here. Yeah. That cuts down a pick or two right there. Yep. So, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. I mean, it sucks. I think, I think at this point, I'm I'm actually leaning towards if I had to choose between quickly or or, or OB going, it'll be OB simply because the Knicks are just doing him this yeah, service of course. when it comes yeah. to minutes. You know, this guy I love OB Toppin. I think he can help a lot of teams. Um it'll suck to see him shine somewhere else, but you know, it also sucks seeing him waste away on the bench too. Does OB Toppin so, fall in does OB Toppin to you fall into one of those, you know, what could have been, you know, obviously Knicks fans are very high on the young players, right? We had Frank Nilakina, Kevin Knox. <laughs> um, you know, we want these guys to be good, right? We want these guys to be successful. But is Obi Toppin starting to fall into that? Like, Obi Toppin? No, Knicks can't trade him. Whoa, wait. We don't know what Obi Toppin <laughs> is. We, I, I remember these same conversations with Knox, Nilakina. I mean, I'm missing yeah. somebody else. But, I mean, I don't know, Chris. It's like. This is why I think they should trade him, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's really falling. I mean, at least with that group of, of guys where they didn't show us pretty much anything. But uh, I think Obi has shown us that he's, you know, he's just 
a bottle of energy and you just let him loose and he's able to just wreak havoc, you know, running on the fast break and just getting easy finishes or hitting the three-pointer, you know, which he's been shooting a lot better this year. Yeah. Um, I think it's just for whatever reason. I mean, we've seen it in some games. Obi's on fire, just hitting three-pointers, getting the Knicks back into games where they're going, getting behind, and then Tibbs is just like, all right, you've played enough. I don't care that you made four out of five threes in ten minutes. And then he'll just bench him. Like, yeah. you know, I think this was more of a – a pick where Obi got picked by the front office and maybe at the time since, you know, Julius was going through his bad Julius year, they were like, look, we're going to get rid of Randall one way or the or another and Obi will be there to slot in. And Randall reverted back to all-star Randall and now you got, you know, a log jam there. Yeah. And Drafting Tim just refuses to play them together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was happy when we got him, but obviously, you know, that was contingent on him playing, and he just hasn't been playing much for us, no matter how well it seems like he does on the court. Yeah, looking back at it, I mean, was he the best player available? Obviously, you had Halle Burton there, but I just think the Knicks didn't think that Julius Randle had that season in him. You know, it's like them drafting Obi gave the fuel to Randle, and then he played out of his mind, and Obi can't play more than 20 minutes a game. So, I mean, he's a nice spark off the bench. But right now, he's just, you know, you have to think about the future as a Knicks GM. And right now, it's going to be, you know, unfortunate to see him go. But as a GM, you have to, you can't live in the now all the time. You got to think about the future. And, you know, are you, if you're going to resign Obi, you know, that's another player who is going to be taking up cap space, but is only playing 10 to 15 minutes a game. So, what can you really give him? Like IQ would be, yeah, you resign IQ because he's playing 25 to 30 minutes a game. He's actually playing well offensively, defensively. He's one of the best defenders in the league. So IQ would be no brainer to, to pay him. But Obi, not so sure. Um, I'm on SI.com right now and they have some rumors. Just going through some rumors and they have some crazy trade. They have Knicks receive OG and an Obi. And get this the Raptors receive guard Emmanuel quickly. Derek Rose, 2023 first round pick, unprotected. Washington, 2023 first round pick. New York's 2025 first round pick. So they have IQ, Derek Rose, and three first round picks going to Toronto for OG. Come on, SI, do better than that. This, that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. That's this, ridiculous. That, that's no article way. where the person has never watched the damn Knicks game yeah. this season. <laughs> There's no way. Or if they did, it was the early struggles. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's ridiculous. I, I don't see. I mean, no way the Knicks do that. Maybe an old Knicks regime, but not this one. I don't see them doing that at all. I yeah. Mean, quickly yeah. by himself is, is way more of a value than yeah. OG is at this moment. Yeah. There's so no you have the rumors of OG, then you have John Collins in Atlanta. What are they going to do with him? Um, seems like Brooklyn may get in that mix. Um, we'll see. Um, and then you have Bone Bamba is also rumored and trades could be available. You have Jacoporto's available, could be someone Brooklyn targets. Um, obviously, Terry Rozier's out there. We've had some rumors where the, um, the Clippers were looking uh, to possibly get some guards, and they were looking uh, also at Artenstein, believe it or not, reacquiring Artenstein. That was yeah. an interesting one. Yeah, they were. Um, but. It's funny how these guys become in become in like they get in trade rumors and they start playing well and then it's like, nope, not anymore. You're not getting trading anymore. 
But yep, give, give me pause. Yeah, to me, you know, the next front offices have to look towards the future. They can't get caught up in the moment. Too many times I think they get caught up in the moment, like the Emmanuel Quickly stuff. You know, they were looking to trade him because he wasn't really playing that well. And all of a sudden he's playing well. And, you know, obviously now it's not, it'll be stupid to trade him. But, you know, they have to be proactive, Chris. Um, In my opinion, they're not really proactive that much. Um, They're very reactionary. So we shall see what they do come in this trading deadline. OG, I, I think if I was to put my chips in the table, I think they would just trade cam somewhere and maybe you know get an asset or two in return and that's it i don't see derrick rose going anywhere because i think they, they like him for his leadership so i don't see rose going yeah. anywhere i definitely see reddish definitely he's going one way or the other um whether that's unfortunately for reggie bullock or something like that i think that's gonna happen um i'll ask you this though about ob do you trade him now or do you wait till the offseason because by the Knicks not playing him, his value's down. You know, I know teams know what he can bring, and he's shown that he can shoot, but we'd be kind of trading him at a loss, you know? Kind of like we just need to get rid of him, too. Kind of like Cam Reddish? Cam- <laughs> yeah, to to an extent, I mean, but, you know. Well, like Cam Reddish was again, playing well this, se- this, this season, and then all of a sudden the Knicks bench him, and now they want to trade him, so... So what did, what did the Knicks give up for uh, Reddish? I think it was a protector first this coming draft. A, I think it was like a. I think it was what the. Um, it was something that I think wasn't even going to convey if we really take a look at it. But so more 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 like well, a. I should say. Let me look at them now. All right, so they gave up Kevin Knox obviously, and then they gave up a 2022 first round pick via the Charlotte Hornets to the Hawks for Reddish, but. That pick was protected, I believe, because the Hornets. Charlotte's first round pick is protected through the top eighteen in twenty twenty two. So yeah, so that's that's not going to convey. Yeah, you know, so that you know, a lot of people say that oh, we gave up the first and all uh, that. I mean, but in reality, really, uh, and it's protected <laughs> top sixteen in twenty twenty three. So the that wouldn't have conveyed this year either. Top fourteen yeah. in twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. And it becomes two second round picks if not conveyed before 2026. So, all right. So possibly, you know, basically what we're trying to get in return for Reddish, which I which I heard was two second rounders or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I definitely think Cam, you know, is going out, and I think Obi has more value than that. So, you know, whether we do get rid of him at this trade deadline, um, or maybe I think personally wait till after the season and maybe you can get a little bit more but um i mean what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on that about obi topping yeah you think we just you know get rid of him now what's the or... difference between now and the summer um you know if they i don't think they're gonna i mean i don't know i mean i don't see them trading him in two weeks um i don't but then again you know crazier things have happened but if you wait till the summertime, um, let's say he just continues to play 10 to 15 minutes a game, doesn't really, you know, give you that much coming in off the bench. I mean, what are teams going to look at him, look at, look at him as to me, his value was higher before the season than it is now. Um, obviously he has, he had the knee injury and, you know, teams are going to take a shot in the dark if they're trading for Obi top. And, you know, when he's starting, when he's playing a lot of minutes, 
you know, in my opinion, the Knicks haven't used him well. They haven't done him any favors. They wanted him to become a three-point shooter. He did that. He started to become a three-point shooter. He's starting to hit his threes at a high rate. And then, you know, but at the same time, they're not playing him alongside Randall. So he's not really getting the playing time that he deserves, honestly. So, you know, is that a coaching problem? Or does Leon Rose go to Tom Thibodeau and say, look, you got to play this guy more. But then again, he signs Hardenstein. So I knew the signing of Hardenstein was going to, you know, limit Obi Toppin. Because once they did that, everyone was... Everyone was saying play Obi Toppin more during this past summer. Even I, we were both saying to play Obi Toppin more. They signed Hardenstein. I was like, oh, that put a damper in that. And lo and behold, he doesn't play him alongside Randall. Doesn't play him that much. So when he's getting limited minutes, I mean, there's only so much he can do, Chris. And, you know, when yeah. you sign big contracts, give them out to Brunson, Randall, Barrett. You know, you lock yourself up here for three or four years. So that, that should be the main, you know, avenue that the Knicks look at is look we've got Brunson Randall and Barrett those are the three guys that we've committed to you know they they they've everyone's like oh pick a direction pick a direction but if you're the way I look at it they've picked a direction they've stamped their flag on Brunson Randall and RJ Barrett so the direction they're picking is those are the guys we want to build around so do you see them trading Brunson no Randall, a lot of fans still want him to be traded now. Yeah. <laughs> and even though his value has skyrocketed, do you see them trading Randall now? No. Yeah, I mean, if somebody came out there and, and gave something ridiculous, like, I mean, let's be real. You know, if let's just say this hypothetical. If Randall was not on the Knicks right now and he was playing the way he's playing, He's somebody that you'd say, oh, you need to give up three first for that guy, something like that, you know, and players. Yeah. You know, he'd get a, a, I mean, the numbers he's putting up, you know, for whatever reason, since he's on the Knicks, that's not the case. You know, they want to throw us a bag of chips, even though he's, you know, playing as good as anybody, any all-star out there. You know, I mean, if if an offer came up, I think the Knicks front office would have to entertain it, right? No matter how much they love Julius Randle. Yeah, if an offer came I mean, up that you can't refuse, I mean, of course, you got to. Yeah, you'd have to do it. But in reality, like three first no, round picks or something like that. Yeah, three first round <laughs> picks and you get yourself, you know, like freaking. I mean, what would do it for you? Like a three first Halliburton, <laughs> something like that. A, a uh, young. It would have to be like a player. team that that's Randall's like, like the piece, o- you know, that they need like. Um, Maybe like an OKC when you get shy and then and, and three first. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> – I'm trying to think of a team out west. Maybe like a – you know, maybe like a Golden State who's like struggling right now and they need like another spark and they bring in Randall. But it's like Randall's a, a good player, but he only – like there's only a handful of teams that he can like fit and mesh well with, you know. Because he needs the ball in his hands to score. His usage rate is high. So, yeah, man, they committed to Randall, Brunson, obviously. And the one player who's actually been, like, on and off here, Chris, and you mentioned it early on, is R.J. Barrett. So, you know, his R.J. Barrett to me is, like, like right now he's averaging, what, like 20? He's hovering on the 20-point-per-game mark, right? So, I mean... You know, to me, he's on offense, he's either shooting the three or driving to the basket. He's very limited 
offensively, but he's scoring. So he's scoring the rock. You can score the rock. Does he make dumb decisions at times? Stupid decisions? Yes. Does he force yeah. it sometimes? Yes. But, you know, we can say the same thing for Rando and Brunson. Brunson forces it too. But, you know, Barrett, it's just, you know, I don't know, man. I, I feel like eventually the Knicks are going to have to come to a decision, like, and realize that, look, Brunson, Rando, and Barrett, good players, but they limit our upside. So it's eventually they have to. I think eventually Barrett may be the weak link out, out of that, and maybe trade they trade Barrett to like open up some, you know, more playing time for other people, and maybe you know acquire some more assets. But we'll get down that road when it when it approaches. But yeah, Barrett has been like I don't know. There's been there's been there's Knicks fans right now that want Barrett to come off the bench, Chris. Yeah, and, and I was one of them at, at one point. I floated yeah. that I think earlier on in the season. Um, RJ RJ drives me insane. It's <laughs> You know, there's times where it'll be a three-man fast break, three-on-one, and for whatever reason, he just decides, hey, I'm just going to go straight at this guy, not pass the ball at all. It's like he's almost ignoring his teammates at times. And it's like, no, let's get the easy shot. Why are you forcing you know, a circus layup that you're not going to get the call for, most likely, because you know the referees, but we'll get into the refs at another time. <laughs> um, you know, RJ is just... He's scoring, you know, he scores either has an efficient night or he doesn't, but either way he gets his, his points. Um, I just think the RJ that I want to see is the RJ that took it upon himself, you know, a couple, uh, I think a year or two back where he took it upon himself to guard, you know, the opposition's best player. Yeah. And he didn't do a bad job. He was quick on his feet or well, let me not say quick, but he was quicker on his feet. He was able to, you know, play defense without fouling. And this year, you know, it's just like, you know, and we've been seeing this lately. He's just not trying. Yeah, he's not there. It's like he thinks he's an all-star and he's just, no, I'm not going to. He's doing the James Harden. Remember James Harden early on? He yeah. was a defensive. He was a, he, he was one of the best defensive players. And then all of a sudden he became an all-star, step-back threes, and he stopped playing defense. RJ's not doing step-back threes. He's not hitting threes at a high clip like that or anything. And he's just not playing defense for whatever reason. Yeah. So I think if RJ got back to that, you know, one, it'll make us exponentially better. And two, he'll be a more well-rounded player, not just giving you a spot up three or a crazy layup in the paint. Especially on defense, you know, offense, we know he can score, but yeah. on defense, he's taking a step back. And, you know, at times it's hurts the, it, it has hurt the Knicks. So, you know, RJ is, you know, one of those players that, you know, the fan base leans either side. You tweet about him one way. You have the other side coming after you. You tweet about him another way. You have the other side coming after you. So, um, but yeah, RJ for now, I think he's not going anywhere. But I'm just saying, like, pick a direction, right? The, the Knicks fans say pick a direction. I think that's, they picked, that's the three guys they picked. They they want to roll with that. They're playing well. I mean, they're they're okay. I mean, what are they now? Seventh in the East, Chris? They're playing team. Yeah. They're right where we expecting them to be in the middle of the pack, um, which is why, to me, it's either you got to use these assets and get somebody else, maybe another player starting, maybe a shooting guard, maybe you know you replace Grimes in the starting lineup, maybe you want to go crazy and you know maybe go for Zach Levine, but maybe they do that, but I don't think they go that route. I don't, but you know they need somebody else um, to possibly be a contender in the East because right now, Chris. 
They're not. They're not a contender. They're just in the middle of the pack. They're a playing team right now. They're building. IQ has developed. Grimes here has developed some. Mitchell Robinson, they're also missing hitting. He has developed a lot. Um, that that contract's looking like a bargain. So Yeah. The the the, the question is what's next, right? It's like what's yeah. next after all of this? You make the playoffs and then what? You get knocked out in the first round yeah. or the play in tournament, <laughs> and then what, right? Yeah, I mean, we'd like to see the Knicks in the playoffs, obviously. We'd like to see them make some noise. Obviously, you know, we're not there. We're not there to be a, a championship contender right now. Yeah. But uh, you know, like you said, you they need a direction. It's clear that Randall, Brunson, and Barrett is the core right now. Uh, maybe you can even throw in quickly in there because I think he's just proven how important he is. And uh, obviously, we miss Mitch. You see the impact he's had um, when he's not there <laughs> and the impact when he is there. But, um, you know, I think the Knicks just have to build around that core. And what, you know, what better way than that? I mean, this is the time to do it. You know, we're we're a playing team right now. We've been, you know, fighting for the sixth, sixth, seventh seed. You know, if we can get a piece or two in here that helps us, you know, we could be a sixth, fifth seed in this, yeah. you know. And and build from there. But, I mean, the Knicks definitely have to stop being gun-shy and actually make something happen here because if they stand pat, you know, <laughs> one, it's going to drive all Knicks fans insane. Because That's a good word, man, gun-shy. You know, you have a, you have a good, yeah, you have a good yeah. team here. This is not a – and, I mean, to have somebody like uh, Kendrick Perkins, I don't know if, uh, if you guys have heard this recently, but Kendrick Perkins actually gave props yeah. to the Knicks after the win against the Celtics, and they were like, Basically echoing the same sentiments. This is a team that's worthy of making moves for right now. You know, maybe not championship contender status, but you got something to build with. Yeah. And that's you know, something that we need and something that we haven't had is sustainable, you know, you know, just a quality team that's going to give you, you know, good basketball night in and night out. Yes. And as I'm looking at the standings right now, the Knicks are two and a half games behind no, they're one and a half, excuse me, one and a half games behind the Miami Heat. So it's like the Heat, who do they have? They have Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and a great championship coach in Eric Spocha. And the Cavs, they have Donovan Mitchell, a bunch of talent on their team. Nets, obviously, we know what they have. Bucks, 76ers, Boston. So it's like even if you acquire someone, are you beating the Boston Celtics? Are you beating the 76ers? It's like who knows at this point. But – yeah. The next portion of this podcast, we are going to end speaking about the Knicks. But now we are going to bring in a special guest, Ramon. You've seen him in the in the uh, live streams. You've seen him talking crap about the Knicks. We're going to talk about shift gears here Ooh. and just talk about <laughs> shift gears here and just talk about the NBA and all all things going on in the NBA, in the NBA. So yeah, man, let's do this. All right, so now we're going to be talking about the NBA going around the league. And if you haven't already. No, if you don't know him, he goes by the name of Ramon. He's always in the chat talking crap. Here he is now, Ramon, the Laker fan, the upset, depressed Laker fan today. Um, Lakers faced off against the Boston Celtics yesterday, and Boston with a clean win, great win out of out of in Boston. So, Ramon, what's up, man? What's going on? First of all, <laughs> it wasn't no clean win. Let's get that out the way. It was complete robbery. LeBron how was it? Ro- how was it robbery? A game winning layup. Three Celtics jump. Jason Tate. First of all, LeBron didn't miss a layup like that. <laughs> Completely hacked around their arm. 
And then the bad part is the NBA. This is what they do. They send a little two-minute report and make you feel better. But it's already a loss. You they sent that pretty They sent that pretty quick, right? Oh, yeah. They sent that the night of. they like, oh, we, we messed yeah. up. Sorry. No, they said it. <laughs> 30 minutes after the game, they said it was a foul. What were, like, these refs and then these players, they get fired for talking about the refs. You need to start finding the refs. They're blowing games. They're blowing calls. That's how you feel? And then Pat Bev. Pat Bev is hilarious. He bought the little camera, and he got a, a check for that. But yeah, I knew he... as soon as we lost, that wasn't called. I'm like, yeah, we're losing in overtime. We're not winning. Yeah. That, that, that killed the whole motivation for the team. Yeah, if you didn't That's know, Jason. Momentum. You can't split up momentum like that. That's a whole momentum shift. Yeah, yesterday, um, LeBron drove in, Tatum got him on the arm. Referees, they swallowed the whistle there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the referees, even with the Knicks, Chris, the referees this season have been, like, terrible. I mean, the missed calls have been awful. Like you said, Ramon, they don't get fined. They probably get, you know, reprimanded a little bit, but it doesn't affect them at all. And, you know, NBA has to figure out a system where they can either fine referees or suspend them. But, you know, plays like that, let's say the Lakers are like a game back of the sixth seed going into the, you know, the final game of the season. I'll like, stick to my stomach. <laughs> like a game like <laughs> a game like that is really important. So refs got to clean this up, man. I understand one time, but four times in two weeks? We talk about four times in two weeks. Four times, over the four times. The Dallas, the Dallas game where LeBron got hacked and Troy Brown got hacked, they got two fouls they missed in that game. The the Sixers game where Embiid clearly grabbed Russell Westbrook's arm <laughs> and he couldn't go for a layup. And then against the Kings, Nick uh, Kendrick Nunn hit a three, an L1-3, they didn't call it. To tie the game. Former Laker, Kendrick Nunn. Keep going. Yeah, when he was on the Lakers. <laughs> former Laker. He had a step back three on Darren Fox. He didn't get in landing space. And they didn't call. They, they, they swallowed the whistle. And then yesterday, that's why LeBron. You know LeBron. He doesn't react like this all the time. He just had What? He doesn't? Yeah, he does. Not like this. Not a foul call like this. LeBron got down. He started slamming his hand. That was clearly a foul. If that was Jason Tatum, that's called right there. Jalen Brown got a call after he made the layup, and the ref looked at each other. And oh yeah, that, that, I saw that. That was kind of. Like, that was kind come of. Come on now. This is getting. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Think about it. If we would have no, won, the refs have been tied the Kings game. We would have lost the Kings game, but the Mavericks six and Boston would have won those games. We would have been twenty six and twenty four. We would be right now the seventh seed in the West. You would be the seventh seed, so you wouldn't be in the top six now. No, it's better. It's better than what we are now. Yeah, I mean, Kendrick Nunn is balling in Washington. You seen what that dunk the other night? It's a baller, yeah. bro. Why? Why would you trade Kendrick Nunn, bro? He ended up with the Lakers. He ended up with the Lakers. <laughs> and then Westbrook yesterday, he got me. Everybody's trying to take it out on Westbrook. Oh, he was playing bad in the overtime, but no, it wasn't his fault. The game was, the game was done. The game was done. Especially the Celtics. They got so many late whistles. I'm like, this is getting out of control. Yeah. Lakers lost to Boston. It's unfortunate. But um, I guess we could talk about the trade they made uh, last week. What was it? That they traded Kendrick Nunn to Washington for Hachimura. Three second rounds. Three second round picks. Chris, what did you think of that trade when it went down? I thought that was a steal for the Lakers. I mean, Rui, you know, we've seen him play against the Knicks. And he's he, he goes off. I mean, he's a good player. He's young. 
and uh that's exactly what the you know the lakers need in my opinion is some youth but um i thought it was a steal i still think it's a steal you know i'm not sure how he did in his first game but that that's a good look that's something i wish the knicks would have done he did all right i mean versus spurs 12 points four seven from the field 22 minutes last game versus yesterday versus boston he didn't do much right ramon no, nah, it was all right. You, know. you got to get used to it. He like, I saw him some defensive plays. He didn't know what he was really doing. Celtics got a couple open threes off of that, but he'll get used to it. Think about it. He comes from Washington. He's not expecting anything. Not Bro, how do the LeBron. Lakers keep getting away with these these trades, man? Like, yeah, how, I don't understand. Like, was it? Time out. Have the inside track. Talk about that, they're, it's like they're they paying the, the they're paying the other team on the low. They're giving them nah, money. Nah. The biggest heist of all time was that Chris Paul trade. I still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> I always traded for Chris yeah. Paul, and then they nixed it. Like, what is that? That's David. at least three rings, three, two to three more rings for Kobe. Shout out to David Stern. <laughs> rest on. in peace, David Stern. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. We don't like you that, that much in the Laker land. <laughs> that's like at least, bro. That's at least two to three championships. Prime. Co- First of all, Prime Kobe, Prime CP3, and Dwight Howard Prime. Come on now. Yeah, but still, you got Anthony Davis. I mean, you traded. You guys have traded away some young players. You guys have developed a lot of young players, and you traded them away. You, I mean, Lonzo Ball. You have Kuzma. Kuzma. You have Ingram. <laughs> you guys, those players will be nice on the Lakers right now. We win championships. We're used to winning. We don't. I can't wait four or five years. I want to. We want to win now. I guess, but... But we develop a lot of good players. We do. Yeah, but right now, you're reeling. The Los Angeles Lakers are... How many points is LeBron from the record? Do you know? He scored 41. I think he's 111. 111 away? Watch he drop 111 on Tuesday versus the Knicks. LeBron, 111 (laughs) points! (laughs) Listen... Records. LeBron needs he need to LeBron need to relax. All right, I'm going to a Lakers game <laughs> against OKC. He need to slow it down because I need him. I need to watch him to break the record. Yeah, he's one eleven. Okay, so he's, he's like three games. games. He's like three games, three or four no. games away. Oh, he's one seventeen away. Six, five games projected, and then they sit against OKC. So we're on track right now. Well, you better, but you better sell that ticket. Against, I ain't gonna sell that ticket. I'm scared because I know he's going to try to pop off against – he's going to try to pop off against the Knicks. He hasn't played MSG for over two years now, so I don't know. Any uh, trade deadline players you guys want for the Knicks? Yeah, I guess we can get into some deadline deals. Obviously, you had the Knicks rumors. Um, we, me and Chris were talking about it. Um, you know, the on the outside looking in, what do you – it's interesting to see – we're Knicks fans, but what do you think the New York Knicks need, um, you know, from an outside perspective – like, what do you think they should accomplish and what do you think they need to possibly do in the next couple of weeks or in the offseason? I know you think everyone on the team is overrated. You would trade everybody. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, let me get out. Where's some of the young players? I need more older veteran good players, role players. Like Evan Fournier, he got to go. Um, Reddish got to go. Their girls got to go. Good trade. Maybe Tobias Harris. Y'all like him? Yeah. I mean, we talked, me and Chris talked about that like a few, like a month ago. But I mean, I looked at that contract and it's just, his contract is like absurd. He would be a good player though for the Knicks. Yeah. 
I think he was. Y'all need to get rid of some of your contracts. You guys have too much like bad contracts. Like a lot of overpaid player. Like Randall, he's nice enough, but he he's a little overpaid. His contract is hard to move. And then uh, the and, way he's know, playing now, you think his contract's hard to move? I mean, before y'all wanted to trade him, he had no value. Yeah, I mean, you had that rumor with the Kings. It's like the Kings either wanted um, Sabonis or what was it, Chris Sabonis or Randall, and they picked Sabonis out of that deal. Yeah, yeah. Looking back mm-hmm. at it, would you have made that trade like Randall for Holly Burton for just for the like hell of it? Mm, <laughs> not really. I mean, y'all don't. Who's gonna be the paint player? Months, right? don't really have a, a paint player besides Randall. Who else is gonna be in the paint? Y'all don't have three point shooters and centers with their arms out. I mean, Barrett and Ra- Barrett and Brunson live in the paint, so. But you're talking about like a force down low who can get his basket, like a Randall. Yeah. Obi. First of all, y'all need no more. Y'all need no more lefty. Obi. Listen, y'all need no more lefty players. Y'all have enough. <laughs> y'all have three players that just go left every time. Chill, I'm lefty. Y'all need to switch it up. <laughs> and then they, all these teams see they're all lefty, then they still let them go left. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Make them go right. <laughs> It's funny you say At that because every time, right one time, yeah, Barrett <laughs> is a culprit of that. He always going left, but they can't stop him. It's like he's always getting in the paint. He uses his body um, in ways that you know he's crafty down there, Barrett. But he's always going left. Brunson, Brunson goes right and left. I don't see it more with Brunson and Randall, Chris. I just see it more with Barrett. He's always he loves the left hand, <laughs> which is funny because RJ is actually uh, righty by by dominant. His dominant yeah. hand is his right hand, but he taught himself to play lefty. So yeah. it's weird that he doesn't go but right sometimes. I mean, it makes no sense. Because it's not really a big trade to go out there. So I would just wait for the summer. Because I have a feeling Dame Lillard, he's going to snap out of what he's – whatever he's going through, he's going to snap out. There is no way he's going to waste his career in Portland. Dame Lillard. Seems so somebody like there's no way he's gonna waste his career in Portland. I mean, he just—he looks like a Knicks player to me. There's just no way he's gonna waste his whole career. Chris, and if the if the Clippers don't win, y'all might—I don't know—some big superstar <laughs> might come up that y'all could trade for. Who, like Kawhi or Paul or? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do Kawhi at all. Yeah. In terms of Dame, how old is Dame? Like 32 now. He just yeah. he just dropped but, what yeah. 60 the other day. I yeah. mean, Dame yeah. would be. I mean, we we've heard these rumors like for the last three years, Chris. I mean, it's like, but D- Dame is always like, oh, I love Portland. I want to stay in Portland. I want to commit to here. I want to win a championship for Portland. They're paying him what, like fifty yeah. million dollars? <laughs> yeah, they are. They're paying him something crazy, actually. Yeah, fifty million just to lose. Right I don't. I don't see him getting traded just because, you know. He's put that out there on interviews and, you know, he, whenever he's asked, he's, he just says, I want to be in Portland. I want to be in Portland. You know, I want to build something here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Portland's going to do anything. I mean, I think they offered uh, Jeremy Grant some low ball offer or some low ball extension, mm-hmm. which he's, I don't see him taking. So, Lillard will probably get mad, but I think it's kind of hard to move that contract. I mean, yeah. Especially with how he's it's playing not- right now. I know he dropped 60, but, you know. First of all, the Minnesota Timberwolves ruined the trade. Every trade, any type of trade, the Timberwolves oh, are the yeah. worst franchise ever. 
They ruined the whole trading market. You saw Caruso? There's the Bulls no want two, two firsts for Caruso? They gave out five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Now you got all these people. At, bro, even for the, you know, the center for the Spurs, Jocko Porto? They're asking for two first-round picks. I said, excuse me? Yeah. Nah, this, the whole market is awful right now. Awful. It's inflated. This, the, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the Jazz ruined it. Um. Yeah, Chris, the, two, a couple of days ago, the Bulls were like, oh, we want two first-round picks for Caruso. Then OG yeah. Ananobi, Woj is reporting that they could get three first-round picks for OG Ananobi. Yeah, um, nah. He just said Jacoporto, they want two first-round picks for him. They're throwing around these first-round picks. Like, I mean, I guess teams are 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 um, like realizing that it's a, pretty much a, like a crapshoot, right, in the first round. So I guess they're like more willing to trade these first round picks because look, you can hold on to your picks, but it's all about who you draft, right? You can draft the wrong player and then that pick is pretty much not of use anymore. I mean, just look at the Knicks taking Frank Nielakina over Shy Gilgis Alexander, oh taking Kevin Knox over <laughs> um who did they take Kevin Knox over? Um Donovan Mitchell. Was that the Donovan Mitchell draft? I think mm. Kevin I don't think so. No, I think that was the wasn't that the Frank or that was the Frank yeah. draft? Yeah, I think that was a Frank draft. We missed no, I think the no, I think they took Knox over Shagulis Alexander, and then they yeah. took Donovan. They took. Well, I, I hope they, I wish they took Donovan Mitchell, but yeah, I mean, so teams are realizing that these first round picks, like you can hoard them all you want, you can have a bunch of them, but it's all about who you draft. But if you were buying stock in, in a team, in the the one team in the NBA, it's it's probably the the Thunder, the Magic. Um, who else am I missing? Yeah, like twenty. Yeah, you have like twenty first round picks. Yeah, but I mean, it's like I wouldn't even buy stock in the Knicks to be honest with you. Like, and I'm a Knicks fan. Like, I would rather buy stock in like OKC or like what is OKC like top six in the West, and they they don't have. Nah, they're like they're not top. They're I thought they were outstanding. They're the 11th seed? Things can change, yeah. like, in a couple of days in the West. Because the last time I looked, they were in the playing tournament. Listen, some of these teams are going to realize that um, it's better to be bad than in the middle because they want those the high draft picks. Yeah. And that's where the Knicks are right like, now. Look at the, the Jazz. The Jazz started off on fire, and all of a sudden, they just started losing again. OKC going to do the same thing. Listen, we, we're better than Utah. We're better than OKC. We're better than Portland. You say we're that, better. but you are what your record says you are, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like we had four more, four missed calls, but we're not going to get into the refs again. I don't want to touch that problem again. Shout out to the refs, man. But really appreciate the hard work the referees do around the NBA. The crazy part is we're yeah, only five games from the third seed. That's, like, that's mind-boggling. Just five games, and we haven't been in – at our best yet. Yeah, so like I but said. If they're going to make a run, they got to make it now. We need at least a three-point shooter. I guess Bogdanovich. I don't mind if you trade Westbrook, but you know they're going to attack, so they want two first-rounders. Yeah. Like my dream trade would be the Raptors trade. For what? Okay, Gary Trent. I think they get um, Otto Porter. And um, OG Ananobi for Westbrook. That'll be my dream. Oh, I'll take that. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. You mean plus the two first round hey, picks the no, Lakers have? Hey. Yeah. And whatever second round pick okay. they want, they could keep that too. 
So the two unprotected first round picks, Westbrook, Otto Porter, for OG Ananobi and Gary Trent. Yeah, I there's think there's no what way. It or it was yeah. Or Fred Van Bleep. He would be nice on the Lakers. Bro, there's no way the Raptors on Sayu Jerry's not. There's no way. Enough. I don't know, but they're gonna have to. Oh, that's another Knicks player. Uh, another player y'all could go for, Pascal Siakam. Somebody had somebody. Um, remember somebody in the chat was like, "Who would you rather have, Julius Randle or Pascal Siakam?" And I was yeah. I got, Obviously, I'm gonna say Siakam because he's a champion. Who would you have, Chris? It's, I got kind of like I was like, hmm, that's a good question. No, I, I actually got stuck on Randall because <laughs> the way he's playing right now, even Pascal can't touch him. Yeah. Okay. Randall's better than Siakam Pascal right will. now. The only scary thing about Randall is you don't know if next season he's going to be the same Randall. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that gets me with Randall. You just don't know because no, so far he's been on. You're going, ball, a little ball, bit. Ball. you're going too far. You're going too far. Just wait for the playoffs. We're going to see what he really made out of. Who, Randall? You know what happened last time he was in the playoffs? He That's another player the Lakers gave away, by the way, Julius Randall. Yeah. He was injured, though. He I think got, it'll be different. Nah, we had him, but we didn't need him because he wasn't going to feel LeBron. That's too much paint. You know, LeBron likes to drive in a lot, and then Randall's going to be just in the paint all the time. Yeah. I think it would have worked, though. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Randall, if he stayed at L.A., I think it would have worked out only because he, he played alongside Anthony Davis in New Orleans, and they were like a dynamo there. Like, I think he could play with all the stars like if I could take that trade back, I would flip Kuzma for Ingram. We should have kept Kuz, uh, Ingram and traded Kuzma. Yeah. I mean, now the Pelicans, you see what they're building, but they can't stay healthy at all. Um, so oh, man. yeah. They were like the first seed in the West at one point, right? And yeah. then now they're like, we're next to them, and they own our pick swap. So I'm like, yes, keep losing. Keep losing. <laughs> the Pelicans are the fifth seed right I now. Keep losing. They've lost seven yeah, games like in a row. 26 and wow. 24, yeah. It's wow. bad. Zion can't stay healthy. Zion hurt. Brandon Ingram can't He's stay healthy. Right yeah. Yeah, He's him out. and Brandon can't stay healthy. Neither can Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, think, I think Ingram just came uh, came back for them Yeah, recently. Yeah, so looking at the Another West, is, looking at the West, you have the Nuggets on top. You have the Grizzlies. Sacramento Kings are the third seed. The Clippers, the Pelicans – the Timberwolves. Timberwolves have been rumored to trade um, D'Angelo Russell. Oh, yeah, D'Lo. So that's going to be yeah. a, a name yeah. to watch. The Warriors are in the playing tournament. What do the Warriors do? It's like the Warriors every other year. They're bad, and then they win a championship the, the following I have two year. questions. What's up? Where would you guys – where would D'Angelo go? Like, who would – I don't know. Um, Who needs a point guard right now in the NBA? Well, the Clippers are crying about a point guard. That's, they're trying to trade John Wall. I don't know if you all seen that. Yeah. They want a playmaking point guard. Right now, PG is running point guard, and he's not He's not a playmaker like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. I could, I could see that. I could see that, but, yeah. And know. then the Pelicans are trying to trade um, Devontae Graham. Is that, the, is that the crafty point guard that's always stealing the ball from the inbounds? No, no, no. That's Alvarado. That's Alvarado. That's Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call him, Grand Theft Auto? Alvarado, man, that dude. Yeah, he's nice. I don't lie to you. I kind of hate that guy. So when he plays against the Lakers, I I just hate him. Why wow, he's like always it. doing that? 
It's the Those hustle guy. Some, yeah. That's funny. He's doing that thing. You know, he's going to wait for you to go and then he gets a steal. I'm like, y'all professional players. How you not see the guy? Yeah, and then Jazz are in the playing tournament. Suns, we don't know what they're going to do. Chris Paul has been rumored here. Um, the Mavs, are you going to get Lucas some help? Is, that's an untreatable contract. That yeah. contract is untreatable. The Mavs, are you going to get yeah. Lucas some help? What are they going to do? Then outside the tournament, you have the Thunder, Portland, the Lakers. But um, everyone is pretty much... You know, bunched in. The Lakers are three game, two games behind the Utah Jazz, and they're three games behind the Minnesota Timberwolves, the sixth seed. So, last game was important, man. Last night's game was important for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah it was, but we didn't get a foul call, so it's not important no more. <laughs> Lakers and Knicks on Tuesday, man. What do you guys expect from that game? LeBron's gonna be fired up. You have LeBron well, then playing back to back. I hope. I think we're gonna. We should win that game. You have LeBron playing in the Garden Especially for the first time and, and Mad Long. So, LeBron, you know he's going to be riled up for that game. We've got to be LeBron, easy. As long as they get the L, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. No one's going to guard him on that team. Knicks I, don't I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a good game, but I think we, we, should, we have to win. We should win that game. The Knicks don't play well at home at MSG. So, you know, all the lights are going to be on that Kinda game. Hard. It's national televised game, right? It's on TNT. LeBron's going to get his points. Gonna oh, you said LeBron. No, nah, I said LeBron and AD. They're probably going to go off. They're going to try to at least. So we shall see about that game. But anything else you guys wanted to talk about? About the NBA, around the NBA? Jumping around the NBA? It's, uh, it's crazy how dark the class is so close, man. All these I teams know. are just bunched I, up. Imagine together. this scenario. Imagine you're a top two seed, and the first round – you get matched up with the Warriors or the Lakers. Like, how would you feel? That's light work. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. You can't tell me for 100% sure that the Nuggets will beat us in a playoff series in the first round. I could tell you with a 90%. I could, I could tell you with a 90% chance the Nuggets will win that series. What? You're crazy. Because you can't. The Nuggets. I actually picked the Nuggets to go to the NBA Finals before the season. The Nuggets are too deep, man. That's the thing with the yeah, Nuggets. It's, it's their bench. No, Bone, not in a seven-game series. Who's gonna guard tough. Bones Highland off the bench? They they have what's his name from Brooklyn. Um, they have also Jeff Green. Oh, I hate that. I hate I hate that guy too. Oh, what's his name? Who's Brown? Bones. Yeah, Brown. So, you know, they're a deep team, and once. You know, obviously they got the Joker, Jamal Murray. We should, maybe this yeah, is the Nuggets here. One guy that always played him good is AD. AD knows how to guard him. Knows how to give him problems. Yeah. Yeah, we shall see. I feel like nobody <laughs> wants – if we're the eighth seed or the second, nobody wants to see us in the first round. Look at look, because out of nowhere, LeBron will drop 50 on you. LeBron will go crazy in the playoffs. I think that's the thing good. about – LA though they they let LeBron go crazy and then nobody else does anything. I think that's that's pretty much the way it's gone. I mean, LeBron needs more help. We not really. We need shooters. We got a lot of good young players. Think about it. We haven't played. Lonnie Walker just came back. He missed two fourteen games. Reed hasn't played in two weeks. We can't make a consistent run of being healthy. So we got to wait. Hopefully this is it. Maybe yeah. we get Bogdanovich from the Pistons. But everybody wants a first round pick for everybody for anything. Even for like a bench player that hasn't played in like two, three years, they want a first round pick. Yeah. Yep. If it's, yeah. if it's a wing and they can shoot, forget it. Yep. 
Oh, especially if it's a oh, it's over. You're not getting it. Yeah. yeah. The market Bones, is driving. Highland. They said uh I heard he's available too. They're shopping him. Which is weird because I didn't. That's the guy from Nuggets, right? Yeah. When that yeah, rumor yeah, came yeah, out, I was like, "Why?" Um, he's a very important piece of what they do. They're first in the West. Why would you give up on him? But you know, that's what yeah. good GMs do, man. They look towards the you know future, man. You know, guys playing well on our team. You know, got to be open to trading these players. You know, can't hold on I, to I everybody. I'm in, I'm in the rumor report. Teams are offering first round pick for KD Martin from the Rockets. Like, what am I looking at? First round picks don't. Maybe we're getting to a point where first round picks don't really mean as much as they used to you know and i I think that's where we're trending yeah Yeah, but it's mostly with the small market team if you notice that because i mean obviously the lakers and knicks care of some of their first round picks but you're gonna get players regardless it doesn't matter how bad the lakers knicks get or the celtics and the warriors they're gonna eventually somebody's gonna sign with them and nobody in the world thought we're gonna get LeBron, but he said LA. He wants to be a Laker. Hey, I mean, you threw you threw the Knicks started. in there, but uh, we haven't signed anyone yeah, of significance okay. in a while. So Lakers, Golden State, yeah, those teams, yeah, Miami, but the Knicks. It seems like everyone's scared away from the bright lights. But James Dolan, whether you want to factor that in, but you know, which is why the New York Knicks are hold. Maybe that's why the Knicks are holding on to their draft picks because we literally can't sign anybody. You know, so. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stop selling alcohol at the stadium. Can you imagine watching that team lose? You can't even drink. A, you can't even drink a beard. <laughs> we'll have a plastic bag oh, on our heads. Man. Yeah. Ah, oh, James Dolan. No, yeah, I think, I think I think those days are are done pretty much. Where you know, just because you're in L.A. or or the New York Knicks or something like that, you know, that players want to go there. I mean, obviously some some are better, you know, situations and some are not. But you know, you're seeing players now going to like Portland and, and Sacramento and they actually want to stay there and play. Yeah. I mean, I just think we're getting to that point where it's, you know, guys are like, Oh, I'd rather go to us. Uh, you know, just not a big market, just not to get the headaches of the media and everything that comes along with it. They go somewhere, you know, like look at Kuzma. Now he's entertaining staying with the, with the wizards because he can be the man there and he doesn't have to worry about being, you know, dragged to the media every night. So I think that's being more becoming more appealing. And with these contracts, the way they're handing out these contracts nowadays, too, I mean, you know, you're not losing out much. It used to be you had to go to L.A., you know, you had to go to New York to get those big contracts and, you know, get everything along with it with the media hype and all those extra deals. But now smaller teams are getting that, too. So I think those days are yeah, pretty much it's, done. It's in the NBA. not the same. It's not the same. Living in no, like, we know that we know Florida. that, but I think oh, but I, living in nah. Los Angeles. But I think Chris has some. Oh, look, I think I agree with I that because know. players right now don't want the headache. You know, they want to make yeah. so much money and and live somewhere low key. I mean, I would. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't want the the attention on me and the uh, the the critics and all the hoopla. And look, if I can make fifty million dollars in Portland, Portland's a nice city. You know, I can just yeah. chill out there and stay there. You know, L.A., you're going to. I mean, one, yeah. one example I'll give is it's uh, KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. literally, they're still in New York, but. Yeah. Less pressure. You know, they got a better record right now, but, you know, they still, they don't run. I mean, yeah, they beat the Knicks. Yeah, they, they you know, they got our number. 
But like the media is all about the Knicks still. Yeah. You know, obviously when Kyrie was going through his stuff, that was more of a, you know, a story, but that was self-inflicted. If it wasn't for all that, nobody would be talking about the Nets here. Yep. You know, I think that's the reason why KD and Kyrie ultimately chose chose Brooklyn because they know, you know, it's going to be softer there. So, Yanning is uh, that's why he didn't go there. Y'all would have <laughs> Kevin Durant and Kyrie would have been on the Knicks. But that just, I, I, I still say if KD didn't get hurt, he was coming to the Knicks. But but yeah. that that strengthens his argument because if we got Zion, that would have been less pressure on KD if Zion and Kyrie. Was a New York Knicks, there that's why no they would have came. They're going that's to Brooklyn. That's a crapshoot, though. That's a yeah. crapshoot. I'll tell you right now, there's no way they're going to Brooklyn. But yeah. Uh, um, supposedly, about, according uh, to KD, he never had any intention probably. of coming to the Knicks. And it was always the plan to go to Brooklyn. So that's why I bring that's it what up. They that's what they all say. <laughs> Trust me. Zion William on the Knicks, there's no way they're going to Brooklyn. What do you think about Jay Crowder? He hasn't been traded yet. The deadline's coming up. I don't know. I have no idea what the Suns are doing. Um, looks like they're in. Uh, they want to trade Chris Paul. What they want to do with, for with Devin Booker, I don't know. But I don't know. They're, I may they may trade him to Milwaukee. There's been rumors that the Milwaukee Bucks may take him on. It'll be a nice addition for them. But I honestly don't know. <laughs> Eric Gordon. They want we want to trade for him, but they want a first round pick too. And then. I heard rumors that the the Nets are trying to trade Joe Harris and that's got a bunch Curry. of shooters. I would love Steph Curry. Yeah. I would love Steph yeah, Curry Seth on the Lakers. Get Steph Curry Steph is exactly Curry. what the Lakers need. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we Steph Curry. Too. He doesn't defend too well. He don't need to defend. <laughs> I have to shoot some threes. If I'm the Lakers, I'm going after Joe Harris. Um, somebody, yeah. you know, he's a shoot. Yeah. He's he's a he has, they both don't play defense, but he's bigger. But yeah, but Steph Curry is more of a big time player. Yeah, Joe Harris. I don't know if you saw him in the mid to playoffs. He was getting nervous. He wasn't shooting the same. Yeah, but Steph Curry, I would love on the Lakers. But we got to make a trade. We got one more trade. We have to make one more. Yeah, because so, we don't. Besides AD, we have no other center that could guard the paint, and we need another three point shooter. So I'm thinking about Bogdanovich. But then Pat Bev, out of nowhere, he's been performing. You saw that dunk yesterday? Yeah. The putback dunk. I, didn't, the, I was yeah. shocked. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yo, is this what just happened? This guy just dunked the ball like that? Yeah. Yeah, so, so the NBA is shifting here. First-round picks don't really mean as much as they did, it seems like. We're going to see what they, um, what they, all the NBA teams do in the next couple of weeks. Um, but, um, yeah, man, um, we pretty much hit on a lot of stuff. We'll be back next week going to, obviously, talk about the Knicks again. Hopefully, they can beat the Lakers on Tuesday and, you know, sustain a winning streak. But we Ooh, shall see. Knicks. I won't be here, though, next week. I'll be in Cali. Any predictions for that game, Ramon? <laughs> What's your final score for that game so we can have an all-record final score? Here we go. I'm sorry, I'm going to pick my team. I don't go against my team. I say, like, 112-102 Lakers. 112-102, Chris? Say one fifteen ninety eight Knicks. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I'll say one twenty one to one. I think it's gonna be a close game to like one twenty. 
No, nah, don't don't be a cold game. I We're say the Knicks win it at the buzzer. Jalen Brunson half court. Uh, Boom. No, I'm not. I don't want LeBron a cold game. We're not getting a foul call. <laughs> LeBron goes to the lane, doesn't get a foul call. Oh no, actually, versus the Knicks, he will get a flagrant, like a flagrant call on him or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it. <laughs> the guy drives in every time. He gets no calls. It's been going on for like two, three years now. It's getting out of hand. It's like what they said about RJ. They said um, when that guy was hanging on RJ's arm on, on that non-call, they yeah. were like, oh, he didn't get – they Joel didn't move him. A foul. So, if you look at Joel and B bad, it's a foul. Yeah. Like Joel but they say now <laughs> – They're saying Giannis that they don't impede their speed or they don't, like, uh, change their movement or something. It's not a foul. Yeah. But, yeah. like, nobody's ever going to change LeBron. LeBron is a tank. So yeah. you're telling me because he's too strong, he's not going to get a foul. Bro, even so Tatum, he missed a layup. Shooter just passed him. He missed a layup, and it's called a foul on Shooter. Hey, it was so a we challenged it, and they, were, they overturned it. I'm like, yo, this is getting – this is not – this is too much. And then, the first of yeah. all, the last thing I'm going to say, they need to fix that challenge thing. If you win the challenge, you should have your challenge back. I that makes no yes. sense that you waste a I challenge agree. and you don't get it back. Yeah, I agree. Like that, they got to fix a lot of things. This is why and players then, then, now. Yeah, under two minutes, you got to you got to check everything. I don't care what it is. You get the refs are allowed to check all the yeah. calls. What's the like Jeff and Gunny say? What's the point of replay if you can't really go back to it and check it out? But I do agree with you about that challenge thing. That's stupid. The NBA should change that. If you win your challenge, you should get another challenge. Um, right now it's if you win your challenge, you still lose your challenge, right? That's how it is. Yeah. Yep. You, yeah. you don't lose a timeout. Yep. That's what it is. Like, look, every game, every yep. team right now is right. They're all bunched up to, in a small group together. Everything's close. And one loss could define your season at the end. Yeah. That could cost you the playoff. But one thing about the NBA, they are proactive. Obviously, last year, they changed the take foul rule. They got that out of the game. It's obviously one shot in the ball now. So I do think next, this coming summer, they will fix that. And but yeah, it's just unfortunate. A couple of these losses here from different teams, Knicks, Lakers, gotta fix it. But um, yeah, man, from Anthony, Chris, Ramon, appreciate you guys. This is episode one. We'll be back every week talking NBA and the Knicks. But appreciate you guys for watching. Apple, Spotify, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel as well. But yeah, guys, this was fun. Appreciate you guys as always. All right, man. It was good. Until next Until time. Next time. Until next time. All right. Peace.